Behind every song is a voice, and every voice is a story. The journeys behind the voices brings life to the music that shapes each of us. Brought to you by Visible Music College and in partnership with the largest online Christian music site new release today, this is Behind the Tunes, and I am your host, Austin Black. Together, we will explore those journeys, the journeys behind the artists that shape the landscape of today's music. with Anna Golden of AnnaGoldenOfficial.com here on Behind the Tunes. Anna, thank you so much for being here today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I'm amped. Awesome. Now listen, we talked about this a minute ago before we kind of got things rolling, but you were born in St. Louis, but you said you kind of, you've moved around. What was your, what was yeah. your story of moving around growing up? So... When I was really young, I think the first time I ever went to Los Angeles, I might have been like six years old. So I am one of four. I have an older brother named John, an older sister named Liz, and another older brother named Josh. So there's four of us. And we're all very musical. And it actually started because my oldest brother was in acting. So I remember us going out to Los Angeles for the first time and getting like acting agents and basically started a career at a <laughs> As a child. Um, so uh, basically like part-time raised in Los Angeles. So back and forth from St. Louis to LA. And then uh, when I was probably, I think I was 12, uh, my brother and I started touring with Radio Disney. We did a lot of stuff at Disney, which was really cool growing up. Um, and then I moved to Nashville. I lived in, I lived in LA full-time for a while, gone back and forth. I lived in Dallas. Um, Greenville, South Carolina was my most recent place that I lived. Um, uh, I was part of a church plant there. And then right now I'm in Houston, Texas. So I love traveling around. I love new cities. I think there's just like that nomad bit in me that I just love like diving into different cultures and learning about different, different things. So, so tell me back for a second. You're the youngest of four, uh, kids. All of you are, acting, music, something along those lines. So how old were you when you were yeah. touring around with Radio Disney with your brother? <laughs> um, I think I, the first time we did that was probably I was 14. Um, and, yeah, so it was very, <laughs> very young. And he was on Disney Channel, I think, the first time when he was 15. So, um, and, you know, it was right at that age, right at that pocket to where, like, we sang and we – we love to um, be in front of camera. We love to write songs. So it was kind of like just a perfect fit. And we had we had a great experience with them for for quite quite a while. So what kind of stuff would you do? Um. So Josh was on the channel. Um. He was a part of this. Uh, that's my brother right above me. So we're two years apart. Okay. And um, he was a part of a like an artist promotion thing that they started a long time ago, and it was called the Next Big Thing. And it was really cool. They just basically featured young artists on the channel and um, contracts and fun stuff that the following year they'd offered it to me, but um, actually turned it down just because of 
different legal, the fun side of the music business, <laughs> obviously, I'm a child, so, um, you mean to yeah, tell so me it's not all just, uh, it's not all just bright lights and, uh, and, and just yeah, singing your little it's, songs, <laughs> it's, it's so funny, and, like, being, being 14, and being, like, having to get explained to you, like, we don't, we didn't do this because the contract wasn't, you know what I mean, like, what, <laughs> who, like, who understands that, you know what I mean, it's like, okay, um and uh funny enough like since we all were all very crazy and just outgoing and whatever whatever so we had a lot of different um networks to try to film reality tv shows for our family um so we were also in the middle of doing something like that nothing nothing ever aired i think my mom was always so concerned that our family would ruin our family name (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like reality TV shows, all fun and games until it's like actually reality. <laughs> I know, right? So, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's basically kind of the limbo of how how my childhood went. But, well, you've been on quite a ride already, then. You know, and in many ways, you're you're still just getting rolling. That's wonderful. What a fun, <laughs> what a fun ride. And and listen, if. Uh, I think we need to dig around and find some of these uh, these reality TV things, maybe that never aired, and let's just uh, oh my let's gosh, just uh, see what happens. Wild. <laughs> Again, we're here with so Anna fun. Golden, Anna Golden official dot <laughs> com here on uh, behind the tunes, and so you're doing the radio Disney thing for a while. So obviously, like music was a big thing for you your whole life. Um, so it, are your parents musical? Or the, how how did how did all yeah. four siblings end up loving music and acting and things like that? Um, so my mom was like a jazz singer, okay, and also a worship leader. And then my dad was a worship leader as well, and he was a classical guitarist. Okay. So and then my dad actually is now he's a chiropractor. Oh, <laughs> so he has his own chiropractor. <laughs> so it's Lisa. like it's like there's it wasn't my that is his full time job necessarily. It was before me and him and my mom got together, and it was like you know we we probably need to have a real career here. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of like in our veins. I'm like we were all homeschooled too. I'm really I'm bringing my family. You're very interesting, a very interesting group. It's um, fascinating. We're all homeschooled our whole lives. So, um, and fortunately have social skills by the grace of God. <laughs> I literally, maybe it's from the traveling. Um, but, yeah, thankfully we did not pick up any, any weird isms. Uh, but yeah, so since we were young and I, I, my mom had us in every kind of lesson, like piano, guitar, drums, um, all that good stuff. And she would, she would be, kind of our vocal teacher and uh yeah we just we all took to it of course we all were called like the partridge family and all that fun stuff the (laughs) jackson family we all literally just did music and um my mom would make it a part of our schooling quote unquote any when you're homeschooled your parents can get away with anything being quote unquote a part of your schooling right (laughs) so our church would do these like big plays and our whole family would be in them. So, like, it'd be, like, Jonah or, like, Noah or, like, White Lion, the way to wardrobe, and our whole family's in it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is so corny. Like, it's, like, um, so that was basically, like, 
how I was raised. <laughs> was that was that was the was like the plays in church? Was that like pre Radio Disney or post Radio Disney? That was pre. So you okay. know that was just setting us up. At because least I remember. No, no go yeah, ahead. like when we, when we, um, my brother and I, when we started like kind of doing auditions and pitch for shows, there was a, a while where there was like shows being written for us and um, all that kind of stuff. I mean, especially for my brother, his his primarily his focus was music. I mean, all of our focus was music. Acting was just kind of like, oh, can you? And it was like, sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah, I guess so. I was uh, Jonah. I was in Jonah in the whale. I don't want to brag, but I was in Jonah in the okay, in the big fish. Okay, Jonah in no, the whale. No, no, I'm talking about you guys. When they're asking you, like, can you do any acting? Well, listen, I don't want to uh, brag, but in yeah, my church, I mean, yeah, I have a little <laughs> stage background. No, but seriously, I remember getting my first. There's like a whole different sector of like acting coaches for people who do Disney, and I remember getting one of my first acting coaches, and they were like, um, Disney is not like normal acting. It's just Broadway on camera. So it's just because it's so theatrical and it's so extreme, which is kind of like the opposite of what you're taught when you like take legitimate acting lessons. But it's just a whole different sector of TV and all that stuff. So, yeah, I guess it kind of just like prepared us for all of that. But all that good stuff. I, I um, My brother and I turned into like a duo. You know, there's four of us. So we tried all four of us. We tried three of us. We tried just different pairings. My parents really worked all (laughs) options there. Um, And uh, I remember just being in LA and my brother and I were about to sign like a pretty big deal. And I like being, I think it was 15 at this time. And I was just, you know, I realized that all of the people that I was surrounded with were kind of like, tearing at the seams a bit Mm. and I just remember sitting down with my mom being like I don't think I can handle this Mm. like I I remember doing concerts and having like young girls come up at the end and just be sobbing and I was like I don't know what to do like I I I know that as creation we're made to worship right and when that's misdirected it'll literally just like shatter a person and I know that like at when I was 15, like sitting down with my mom, her being like, no, <laughs> you know, my mom was like, my mom is your to the nth degree. Uh, but I was just like, you know, this is kind of not, I don't think it's meant for me. I, I always loved leading worship because there was so much peace and there was so much just security and that it didn't rise and fall on me. And the attention was directed towards me, if that makes sense. So that was kind of like what I made, a bit of the shift to kind of stray away from more of that world that I was in to just like, I just loved, I loved the security and the safety of just leading worship. And that it had, it did not have to do with me. And there wasn't this like stage that could just like rip me apart. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that takes an enormous amount of wisdom and maturity as a 15 year old to be like, nah, I'll, I think I'll walk away from this deal and turn the lights off, and I'm not interested. That's 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 fascinating, and and one it just it just speaks to you know God's purpose within you, obviously. And um, yeah, it's fascinating to hear. So so you're 15, and and you say I can't do this. I don't want I don't want to pursue this anymore. And you begin to lean more towards worship. And so so where did your journey take you from that point? So. Obviously, since we were really little, we always were in church. Um, 
which was funny is we were like my family, we were raised very, very sheltered. So I didn't listen to any mainstream music until I was probably like 10 hmm. or like, like until we started doing it. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was very interesting. Like we were very, very, very sheltered. And then like to get to this place and then be like, you know, I actually love, I love worship. Um, when I was, I, I want to say it was like, you know, like when you go to your little kids class, it's like fifth grade is like the max. And then you like go in there, like when you're at church or whatever. I remember like Wednesday night services at the church I would attend. Right. And the little, like the worship leader, it might've been like 11 or 12. The worship leader came up to me. He's like, you sing really loud during worship. I was like, killer. <laughs> like, thanks. And he was like, it's really good. Do you want to sing with me on like, like next time, like on a mic? And I was like, sure. And I, and I, um, I never like auditioned for worship teams or like wanted to like do that. I don't know why. I just never wanted to like Bali for that. I feel like since I was little, I knew how to like put it on and um, kind of promote myself, which is really weird. No, I get it. Sure. <laughs> like being a kid, being a kid and knowing how to do that. That like <laughs> when I was at church, I was like, I'm never going to do that. That's weird. Um, and yeah. And then literally like when I came into youth group, it was like, same thing they're like hey we heard you can sing would you maybe be interested in being on the worship team and I was just like okay and um when I was 14 I was a part of a church that had a house of prayer um so it was like I don't know if you know anything about IHOP Kansas City which was like the first house of prayer right Mm -hmm. so it was like it wasn't a 24 hour, but we had like, I remember we had like 12 hours on the Tuesday and then like Monday had whatever, whatever, just random time. Anyway, so our youth pastor was like starting an internship at the house of prayer for like, you know, there's a lot of homeschool kids in my church. So I guess we just had the luxury of time. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it was like, uh, started that so I would basically spend every Tuesday I would spend 12 hours in um, a prayer room and some of the sets I would lead I'd have like a two-hour set by myself which was a, a devotional set and it was just me and piano and like rarely anybody was in there but like two people and then like sang on some different sets like intercession sets where like you pray and whatever um, just different formatting of how the prayer room worked and I really feel like that was a lot of the time that I got to learn how to be comfortable in the presence of God, learn how to flow and um, just learn how to kind of songwrite too, like singing songs to the Lord, all of that. So that started like at super young age, 14. I was like doing that every week. And then it was just kind of like every time we would go off and do trips or we'd go off and do tour dates or be in LA, I would just always miss it so much. Um, and then I think that was that tug when I was like 15. I even look back like what you're saying. I'm like, man, I was like such a kid to like say something like that. I remember vividly like telling my mom being like, I don't want to gain the world and lose my soul. And I like, I can't imagine if my kids said that, I'd probably be like, that's sweet. But also like, who do you think you are? That's right. <laughs> um, you're doing like, it, kid. Like we've, done, like we've done all this for you. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like so funny. Like, don't have spiritualize me, kid. Um, it's like so funny to me, like thinking about that moment. But um, yeah, so I remember going back there, and um, 
after that, being like 16, still still in the prayer room. And then um, my sister started going to this church in St. Louis. It was like a bigger church, the mega church, what you would call that, which is awesome. Um, and it was multi-campus. And I just started going there with her. She was on the worship team. They put me on the worship team. And then um, like later that year, the creative arts pastor came to me and was like, would you like to do maybe like a paid internship in the worship department? And I was like, uh, sure. And then <laughs> like within like a year, I was like put on full-time staff. And then I think I was, um, I'm going to say 19, maybe they like put me in charge of actually all of the campuses. Um, and I was like running the worship department for a four location church of like so many people yeah so it's kind of like accelerated but also when I talk about it I'm like man I guess I have I've been in quite literally in full-time ministry since I was 16 so um I feel very fortunate that I I've been able to get the experience that I've had I mean there's been like I've seen the good the bad and the ugly for sure Sure. (laughs) but I feel like I mean, we could go, you know, we could write a book on that. I think anybody in church could be like, uh, write a reality TV show on that, to be honest. But um, yeah, so that's just like a little bit of the background. And then from there, just like, just wild. I I, I remember making like a commitment with the Lord, like, because of, I hated, I hated intentional relationships in the sense of like, what can you give me? I hated like, putting my name out there. I hated networking, working the room. Like that just like, by the time I was like 17, that just got so gross to me. You know what I mean? Sure. That um, I remember one of my best friends at the time, her dad had a conference. Um, it was called Deeper Conference. And it was in Houston. And I had written this song called Take Me There. And she was like, you got to play it. You got to do it. And I was like, I didn't even finish writing the song. I never thought I would ever really worship music. That was never in hmm. my plan. Um, and they're like, no, 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 you need to play it. And then from there, it was a conference full of worship leaders. And then it kind of like went all over. Hmm. Like I was getting messages every single day of like, when are you going to release this song? You need to put this song out, whatever, whatever. And then um, I ended up releasing it. And it went to like number four on like the iTunes charts on like the Christian stuff. And like, I'm some like random, like independent artist. Like I didn't promote anything. I didn't buy any ads. Like it was not. It was just crazy how it was responding to it. Mm -hmm. Like so many churches were singing it. I was getting emails like Lakewood, like was singing it. And like, I was like, wow, this is so wild. And I remember telling the Lord, I was like, I never want to pitch myself. I don't want to do that whole thing anymore. I don't want to promote myself. Like if if this is what you want me to do, like make it very clear. And I, I just felt the Lord be like, as long as you write what I want you to write, you stay at my feet. Like, oh, be faithful to do that. And I literally like, I kid you, I'm a hard worker. I am. I am. Um, I definitely put a lot of intentionality in what I do and I want it to be excellent, but there's like never been a time where I feel like I have to go and chase opportunity or anything like that. I really feel like the Lord has been so faithful in that process of just keeping to his word. So um, yeah, like, I don't know. My story's kind of funny because it's just like literally the Lord just, making ways of like randomness and connecting people and like everything has been like so divine like for a reason so it's wild what's so funny to me just listen to you talk it uh you know you, you had a very clear no right and when, to your mom's dismay <laughs> and um and then and then the rest of the way it seems like it was like sure i'll do 
hey, will you do this? Yeah. Sure. I'll do this. And, and you kind of yeah, sure. Yeah, literally. It was like, okay. <laughs> you, you, you just kind of <laughs> sured yourself to, to here we are today talking to each other again. We're here with Anna Golden, AnnaGoldenOfficial.com here on Behind the Tunes. Anna, who were some influences uh, of yours growing up? Worship-wise or just like Just everything? musically, not anything. You know, since I wasn't allowed to listen to anything. Right. <laughs> um, Michael W. Smith was huge. He was honestly, he was, he was everything to me as a child. I, um, My dad in his like chiropractic office, he had all of his like VHS tapes of all of his albums. And I can like see every single one, like his big, colorful grand piano mm-hmm. and, um, and like leading worship from from the keys. I, I love that so much. And I think that that drove so much inspiration from, for me, I, I loved leading from keys. I loved, I, I don't know. I just, I love everything about it. And then um, huge one was Tasha, Tasha Cobbs at the time. Now it's Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Um, I admired her so much from afar hmm. and uh, I just loved the power that she had in her voice. I, like I'm a very, outspoken, very strong woman. Um, and it wasn't super popular within women in worship when I was growing up. It was a lot of very like soft spoken ladies and like, that's like so beautiful, but I just didn't, I didn't. I was like, I can't be that. I tried so hard. I would try to like talk very soft and like sweet. I'm like, no, I'm like a very aggressive person. (laughs) So it just didn't work out. (laughs) Um, and I love Tasha so much because she was just so bold and she had so much authority and um, just watching her from, from afar. And that like full circle of that church that I worked at in St. Louis, um, I transitioned off staff there. I think when I was 18, 19, I cannot even remember. <laughs> it's a little blurred. And then um, uh, I get an email one day. I remember I was in, I was in Las Vegas. I was with my family on like a vacation or something. And I get this email and it was like, Hey, this is Tasha Cobbs Leonard. I'm creating a record called heart passion pursuit. And it's like, I'm getting a collection of worship leaders together. And I'd love for you to be a part. Hmm. And like, and my first response was like, Oh, I signed up for some sort of email. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, Hey, worship leader. It's, it's, it's that time here, again. You know I mean? yeah. <laughs> and it's like, click here to buy a ticket. You know I definitely thought at first I was it. I kept reading the email and it was like very specific and it was addressed to me. And then it was like, I've been listening to your EP. My best friend, Adrian has been it, who is one of the pastors at the church that I work for in St. Louis when I was younger. And I was like, wow, that's wild. Um, she's like, I want you to come be a part. And I was like a hundred percent for sure. So I like show up and um, don't know anyone at this place. And it was just instantaneous. It just felt super divine, like our um, connection. And even like with Kenny, she had just got married at the time. Um, her husband's name is Kenny. And it was just, she was like, I'm taking you under my wing. And I remember the day of the recording, her being like, calling me. So there was like a choir of worship leaders, which is what I was in, which was like, I was like honored to be there. Are you kidding me? And then she called me the morning of and was like, um, hey, I actually want you to be featured on one of the songs. So come a little early and we'll like go over while I'm getting my makeup done. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) 
like, we have rehearsed this at all. (laughs) I was losing it. Um, And it was just wild. And then from there, I mean, like, fast forward, we worked on staff together at um, a church in South Carolina. And um, now I'm like the first artist on her imprint label. So it's like, everything is just so, it's so wild. Like, if you go through the timeline, like, Mm -hmm. the Lord truly, like, has, like, kept this, like, purpose and this like path for me like there's so many times I could have done something completely different and um it was just crazy how like little nudges here and there and like everything is for a reason also I sound really like my nose is stuffed up I don't know what's going on so I normally don't sound so deep (laughs) listening to how my voice sounds right now I'm like Anna I thought it was just I thought it was just the powerhouse side I mean (laughs) Yeah, you know, just uh, that, like, Rita Springer, just that deep voice. I wish. I wish. Again, here with Anna Golden here on Behind the <laughs> Tunes. Anna, you have a new record out called Peace, the album. Tell us about the record. Yes. So this record is so special to me. It's my first full-length record hmm. that I've released. I say that I've released because I've probably written, like, 17. <laughs> um, but... It's a double-sided, so it's A and B side. And the A side is from a live recording that we did in Franklin, Tennessee during the pandemic, so that's fun. And it was a um, crazy experience. I, like, wouldn't trade any any piece of it. And then the B side is um, studio songs that's just more creatively produced, and it's, like, um, definitely has that, like, mainstream infiltration with it. So it just really bodies all sides of I don't know my artistry and I felt really inclined to make an album that kind of reflects my playlist and I feel like Mm. most people's playlist I mean I besides my whole family (laughs) before I mean 2005 we were all listening to worship music but after that you know I feel like no one just listens to worship music all the time unless you do then you're so super saved and you are (laughs) gonna be (laughs) floating with the Lord in heaven and I'll be I'll be hanging out inside I guess but I I was like I want I wanted something that just encapsulated all of all of what I like to listen to and so uh that was super intentional I wanted something that reflected the playlist and it's all rooted in um that body of work is peace like I wrote this song called peace a couple years ago Uh, just kind of when I had like a mental break, to be honest. And, um, you know, doing all these things, uh, constantly being put on a pedestal since I was a kid. And I'm like a worship pastor at a church and I had a mental break. And honestly, it was like like, mad embarrassed, of course. I'm like, oh my God, this can't happen to me. Like, whatever. (laughs) Like, who am I? But, you know, I think that there was just so much stigma on that as, um, growing up in church and just not, not understanding my mind or how that worked or even just evaluating like trauma. Uh, sometimes we can over spiritualize things a little bit. And I feel like the Lord really just took me on a journey of peace and how to remain in a place of peace. And that, um, this album was truly for me first. I say this all the time. I believe that God gives us your gifts, our gifts and our talents for us first. Like if we were to get a cut on our body, um, the way that the Lord designed our bodies that they heal themselves. And I think that through our gifts and talents, that is how the Lord has created us as well. Like our gifts and talents are for us first and then for others. And I believe that 
the Lord gave me this album for me. And I've seen it literally transform my life, like from the inside out, like 100%. Not, not corny, not cheesy, not pitching it at all. Just like it really did change my life. So that, I think that's why I, I believe in it so much. And I, I rep it as hard as I do because I'm the prototype. Like I've seen it change me. And I know that there's so much healing. There's so much freedom and there's so much peace and just comfort just like weaved into every one of these songs. So it's a little bit behind, a little bit behind the record. What's well, a great record. You can check it out. Peace, the album, anywhere that you listen to music. Getting ready to wrap up here on Behind the Tunes with Anna Golden. Anna, there's few things like live music, but there's some goofy things that happen along the way. Do you have a most embarrassing onstage moment that sticks out to you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, hundreds, really. I'm just, <laughs> um, I remember one time I dropped my pack while I was on stage and I went to get it and I was in heels at like, oh God, how old was I? 15? What are they doing in heels? Anyway, I like leaned down to get it and did like a somersault and I was like, oh, that is literally, I could fall away. <laughs> um, like literally just flop on stage. But the amount of times I've fallen on stage, I've fallen off stage, I've tripped. Um, you know, just all the good stuff. We've seen and done it all, really. Once I knew, once I knew the Radio Disney tour stuff, I was like, "Holy cow, she's gonna have, <laughs> she's gonna have so many stories." <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it's just we can write a memoir now, and I'm only 25. So. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, Anna, I love to end with a little rapid fire. You got your game face on. I do. I'm ready. Let's do it. What's your <laughs> favorite? <to> go. <laughs> What's your favorite holiday? Oh gosh, that changes. Christmas. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Sleepy, right? Is that I one? I think that's one. Like if I'm being really one? honest with you, I don't know what they are, but I, I think it's a funny. I know. Question. I'm like, I'm like, I didn't want to say grumpy. I'm like, of course, you know, it's only the grumpy one. <laughs> <laughs> if the toilet paper roll is really low. Do you replace it or leave it for someone else? Uh, replace it. <laughs> your favorite? What's Very your? OCD. <laughs> what's your favorite junk food? Um, junk food. Um, recently I've I've been exposed to Cheeto Puffs. Those are crazy. I love them. <laughs> I did not. I did not have those as a kid. So I was like. It was like changed my life. I'm not kidding. Like how right. recently did Cheeto Puffs come on? <laughs> Don't you write on? Just a few. This is just like I had Sour Patch Kids for the first time last year. So I'm like, they're just random things that I just I guess I didn't know about that I'm like living for. Listen, <laughs> listen. We're gonna bring you to Memphis, and I'm just gonna buy all okay. kind of random like crazy junky foods, and we're just gonna see which okay. ones you've had before. If you haven't had them. We're gonna try it, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do I a video. Can't for wait! It. I'm excited already. That sounds like sounds like a blast. What color is your toothbrush? Pink. What's your favorite? <laughs> What's your favorite color? Ooh, I think like a light light blue. In the movie about your life, the Anna Golden story, what actress would play you? You know, people tell me all the time I look like Jessica Simpson. I've actually been like stopped before to get pictures. I'm like, it's not that serious. I'm like, there's, I don't look that much like her in my opinion. But, and I'm like, I don't even know if she's like a great actor or anything. So it could be like really bad. Well, to be fair, she did have a, yeah, she did have a reality TV show at one point. Yeah, I and mean, so... you know, 
she was like showbiz kid. She'll know the trauma. So <laughs> she probably can. She probably body she, that. She's uh, been in a few movies. I don't know. If, I don't know if she's any good in any of them. But she's been. We'll take that. That works. That yeah, works. Yeah, she did. She did. <laughs> if you had to teach any subject in school, what would it be? Can't be music. <laughs> um. I would say I would want to say something about animals, but I was horrible at biology. It's probably why I didn't didn't end up doing that. Um, God, I don't think I can think of this Maybe like maybe like creative writing. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, I'm like thinking through. I'm like, that's I think that's actually a nightmare of mine to teach a subject in school. <laughs> you have a time machine for one day. When and where do you go? <laughs> I would, first of all, I'd have a meltdown that I've been given that option. (laughs) I literally, I can't even tell you. I'd be one of those sick people that would like go right or wrong that I've done in my life. Like I'd be like, I'd go back to like December 10th, 2015. Like like, it would not be fun. It would be like a rescue mission for something that I've done. So this is like, (laughs) so it would melt you down with the overwhelming responsibility of just choosing one day that you can go back. Oh yeah, I would actually. I think that would send me into a mental. (laughs) We'd have to like, I can only fix one thing. We'd have to put you in the time machine and go back to the spot before we gave the time machine to get you put back together. Take me back before this question. (laughs) What what was your what was your favorite cartoon growing up? I'm kind of excited about this one. What was your favorite cartoon? You know, I was. That's. I think the only thing I was like allowed to watch a little bit, like after we, after we would start to watch something, my parents were like, "Oh, that probably is like bad." <laughs> um, it was like I think I was allowed to watch like Clifford. Okay. I remember that it was like a treat. Me and my brother could watch like Clifford the Big Red Dog. That was like crazy. Arthur sometimes. Honestly, I grew up watching like Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> It was like a live, it was like a live action <laughs> Jesus story. So listen, when we bring you to Memphis, we're gonna have <laughs> snacks and cartoons all like day. Learn actually, a little bit about the world. <laughs> we're just gonna pull out DVD after DVD. Have you seen this? No, we're gonna pop it in, throw you some <laughs> Cheeto puffs, and just see how it goes. It's <laughs> a Cheeto pose for me. That's incredible. And last but not least, something you hate that everyone else loves. You know what? I probably have a list of these. Um, like, Other than honest, time machines. I, we know that's the only Yeah, I literally time machines, anything choices. <laughs> I don't like to have multiple choices. <laughs> I like, no. No things. Um, oh gosh, so many things. I don't like ranch dressing. Oh, I don't okay. like tomatoes, really. So a lot of people like those. I don't like taking naps. I think that just I and it's like people love naps. I wake up from naps just angry. <laughs> I'm always mad. Like, and it doesn't matter. I could literally have like the most glorious nap. It's never long enough. I'm not a nap gal. <laughs> Well, see, I'm with you. I don't, I don't like ranch. I don't like tomatoes, but I do love naps. And I do wake up, I do okay. wake up groggy and and angry. But that just gives, that just gives you, me an excuse to go back to sleep. I don't know. I'm just bewildered. I'm like, where am I? Who am I? It's like relax. 
I, for some reason, I always look like a low, sweaty, gaspy for air. It's like, no, nap. <laughs> I'm like, it sounds very dangerous. Your naps. I would, I would hate naps too if I would go gasping for air. I'm sure where I am. Yeah. Oh, oh man, I, now I'm scared to nap. What if I start doing that? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, watch out. There's silent killers, I guess. <laughs> She's Anna Golden, AnnaGoldenOfficial.com. Anna, thanks so much for hanging out on Behind the Tunes. You've been a ton of fun today. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. It's been a blast. You've been listening to Behind the Tunes with Austin Black, produced by Grayson Rucker. A special thank you to our sponsor, Visible Music College, a music and worship school that trains and disciples students for the music industry and the church. You can learn more about them at visible.edu. And you can reach the show at behindthetunes at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Be sure to tune in next time as we go Behind the Tunes.